Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable, and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives. And we are live. Hello, everyone. So welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. I am Dr. Anthony Mattis, and I am joined by my very good friend, Susanna Minnemeyer. Uh, Susanna, thank you so much for being on this call. Um, Susanna is actually a licensed clinical psychologist and an author of this book called Pragmatic Psychology, Practical Tools for Being Crazy Happy, <laughs> which is a perfect time for people to be reading this, this book in these times, huh? With, Absolutely. Uh, you know, depression and suicide and alcoholism and drug addiction, you know, uh, escalating during these cooped up times and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm at, and you're also an access consciousness facilitator as well. And you've been facilitating the tools of access consciousness for a really, really long time. And so I'd really love for you to kind of like uh, share with us a little bit about yourself. Like what, where were you before access? And how has access kind of like changed your life, not just personally, but as a professional? Good question. I don't actually really remember who <laughs> I was before access. You know, it's like it's like when when your past no longer becomes relevant, it's like hard to remember. Um, I, I remember I tried to be normal. I never was. You know, I was always one of those very different I know, but you know, people always, I, I didn't find myself different, but people said that, said that about me. And um, so, but I, you know, there was a time, especially, you know, when after high school and when people say, now you have to find what you want to do, which is really hard for us seekers, you know, you're like, oh, I want to do lots of stuff. What do you mean? Yeah. You know, one thing. Um, and um, so, I remember I, I tried so many things, you know, so many jobs. And then I did so many different studies um, to find what I want to do. And then um, one day I really sat down. And I'm like, what do I really want? Because I never asked myself that question. I never really asked, what do I want? I was very aware of what other people needed uh, or wanted my life to be like. But this is the first time I'm like, okay, what do I want? And so I sat down and I remember it was something around like showing how showing people how awesome they are. Because I saw all these people, you know, not finding themselves awesome. I saw them being awesome. I'm like, I want them to see how amazing they are. Um, and so I, I looked through the university study book to try to find what matched that. The closest thing, yeah. That, you know, the closest thing, you know. <laughs> and, and it was a very thick, there it is, thick book. And, uh, and then um, the closest thing that I could find is studying to become a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And this is the only education I ever, like besides school I ever finished, which my family was like, hallelujah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know before I started to become a teacher and and all this other stuff anyway yeah. so and then uh and then um I started to work in a you know first in child oncology and then in a psychiatric hospital with people with all kinds of diagnosis and I'm like yay now my work is going to be all about showing people how awesome they are okay. <laughs> and, and you know and, and then, you know, I, I did how I was taught to do 
and it was not what I thought it would be. Mm. And so I, very early in my, in my, you know, what it's called professional life, I had this thing in my world. What else? Like, I didn't say that, but I had it in my world. What else is possible here? Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, I had, the doctors were, you know, referring all these people to me with, you know, this is a hopeless case and you have to do therapy with them. And I, you know, did psychotherapy back in the days and uh, it's also hopeless and, and da, 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 da. And then I met these people and I'm like, I don't see what you see. Like, what do you mean hopeless? This is just an awesome person seeing the world in a different way. You know, like what can we contribute? And, mm-hmm. and that, that was like, it, I noticed then what was normal for me was not normal for others on how to see the world. And I'm like, okay, mm. so what else is possible here? And then yeah. I found Access, had conversations with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, and so and then Pragmatic Psychology was created. So like where like where did this all take place? Like where did you grow up? Where did you go to university? Like you're not from the United States. You no. speak, you're, yeah. So like where are <laughs> you from? Like tell us where you're from and all that stuff. And what did you do university? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, like looking for words. Um, so I, that's so funny. Thanks for, you know, asking this because I always forget. So I grew up in Vienna, Austria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, went to high school there, la la la. And then when I was 16, I wanted to get out. So I actually went to Houston, Texas and went to high school there. And then uh, back again to Austria. And then I wanted to get out again. And then I um, found a way to study in Sweden which okay. is Northern Europe. And that's where I did my education. And this is also where I started to work in okay. the hospitals. And so when you had that, like, so when you were out there working as a psychologist, right? And you had that moment of like, wait, this doesn't really match what I thought it was going to be. It's not really allowing, like, like say more about that moment and what actually started going through your mind. It's like you went and you got this education, here you are, you're a licensed, you know, uh, clinical psychologist, you know, what's possible, right? Because it's the way you really function naturally. And yet your title and your license wasn't quite matching that. And then come back to but like, say more about that. Maybe the frustrations as a professional that went along with that. Well, um, I must say I was very confused by the perspective by the Mm -hmm. paradigm that is normal in our world Mm -hmm. which is looking at the problem and Mm -hmm. then looking for the reason and then finding a solution Mm -hmm. and i i saw okay this is how most of the people see the world you know and somehow i'm wired and have been wired different probably when i came in because i you know when i saw these people who were quote unquote having a problem or a diagnosis Yes, I hear what you say, but then I see a person, you know, yeah. and that person just functions differently. Yeah. And that difference is actually a resource mm. that if we don't have the point, of, like our point of view creates a reality. So if we have the point of view, okay, this person is wrong, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, seeing, okay, this is just a person who functions different. They see the world in a totally different way. They see things that other people don't see. And that's just like, it's, it's not part of the bell curve. No, but it's, that's the gift, you know, that's exactly where you can start to use this as a resource where if the person would be acknowledged for that, like, Hey, look, this is not wrong. This is where you function different. Like find out more about that difference 
then mm -hmm. let's find a way to heart like to um harness to use this right. mm -hmm. um as a as a possibility as a resource to create your life the way only you can and the way yeah. it works for you and that's where the word pragmatic comes in you know doing what works because the other pra paradigm that's normal in our world is the dramatic it's like everything is a problem everything is wrong and then this is where where just like it's a different it's a totally different perspective yeah so when access came along sort of like so where were you at that point like how long were you sort of like in the midst of like oh man this is not like here i'm the psychologist here and i know that there's something else possible but they're telling me to do it this way but this way isn't quite working from that point to when did access show up and then when did you actually start incorporating the access tools and just really creating your own way with working with people well, it was about in the first year. Um, I'm a very impatient person, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm too lazy for you know tolerating things that are heavy. So, so and so it it, it was in the first year, you know, and I you know tried to do the way I was educated, but it I'm like mm -hmm. there must be a different way. There must be a different way. And then uh, about a year, and then um, I actually implemented it right away. You know, I, I first I used the tools on myself, and I'm like, okay, that that matches more of what I know, and then. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, implemented it, you know, right away with the people I worked with. What were those tools that you implemented? Could you share a couple of those for like oh, new gosh. people, people who've never like, done access? <laughs> right. So, so many different, like there's like, there was the perspective of how do I work as a practitioner, you know, yeah. as a psychologist and therapist, and also what tools work for people who are different. So it's like mm. different things. So the one, like, I remember like as a, professional as a, whatever that means you know as a practitioner i i was very tired you know i was drained out after having patient after patient after patient and i'm like because i was taught to protect myself you know people said okay here are those people who have depression and you know this diagnosis this diagnosis anxiety whatever and um and i was taught okay you need to put up a barrier between you and them mm -hmm. and i was exhausted you know because mm -hmm that I realized, you know, that barrier, which is supposedly protecting me is actually draining me from energy. Yeah. So I learned to not have a barrier. Mm. I learned to be as you have to show unfiltered, you know, like no filters, just like, hi, you know, here I am, here are you, uh, what can I contribute to you? And I learned to receive, you know, mm. I learned to receive from like, I, I didn't have to, I changed my point of view from, this is something that I, you know, if I don't have the berries, I will take it home and I will, mm. it, I will have it in my body and I will not get rid of it. Like this paranoia that professionals yeah. are taught to have and paranoia takes a lot of energy. So I learned to not be paranoid. I learned to receive everything, you know, right. let it go through right. me. Like there's nothing that can hurt me. People have a lot of problems that doesn't hurt me. People have substance abuse, depression, ADHD, ADD, you know, whatever they diagnose, they're not like, they're not hurting me. They're right. like, if I just receive whatever they are and let it go through me, it's actually a contribution. Yeah. And I learned that it gives me so much information on how they function, how they see the world, which then helps me help them, you know, and before them, I would, you know, have to protect, which is really like, it takes away a lot of awareness yeah. on like you don't get as much information from the patient if you have the point of view you have to put a barrier up so yeah. that's one thing that immediately changed and i had so much more energy in my work
you know, well, like vulnerability. You you, yeah. you decided that hey, you know, resurrecting these walls and bears of protection required more effort, <laughs> right? And then so while you're working to keep those walls and bears up to quote unquote protect yourself from their insanity, you actually learn to lower your bears. And you had no points of view. One thing I know about you is you have no judgment in your universe. You really do receive everybody, the good and the bad and the ugly, which is really amazing and ma what makes you a great um, facilitator of the tools and also a psychologist too, which is awesome. And the world needs more of that. Wow. And what you just, thank you for that. Thank you so much. And, and it's, it's like what you just said is such an important key. It's the allowance yeah, the allowance and and wow, that's so cool. Thank you for that because that's that's what I also like. If you compare to um, like what what we were taught in our professional education, yeah. both yeah. of us is like we were supposed to have points of view. We were supposed to have a result in mind when we work with people. You know, yeah. you're supposed to like somebody comes for a session, whatever is the body or or something else. Um, you're supposed to achieve something. Yeah, and that's, that's actually a projected result. That's a point of view. That's a judgment. But then, that takes that's another filter that takes you Ooh. away from what can be created with that person. Yeah, and if if they want to change, cool. If they don't want to change, that's actually their choice. And it's right. us. Right. It's our job to be in allowance. And the greatest way we can facilitate change is to be in allowance of ourselves as well. Yeah, you know, and especially also of the people we work with. You know, and that's such a healing factor, you know, yeah. to allow. Totally. I mean, there's so many different ways we can even go with just that one little piece, because when your barriers are down, when, you, when, when you're not functioning from a paradigm in which the, your client or patient has to go through, then you don't have to be in judgment of them. And they don't have to be in judgment of themselves if maybe your method isn't working. So when the barriers are down, you actually have total awareness. And you can really function from that space of, okay, what else is possible? What does this person require right now? And then you start using the tools and extrapolate from whatever resources you have available to you at that time. That's amazing. And so, you know, as, as you know, you know that, um, our, you know, my children very well. And, and you know that, that uh, my first wife committed suicide. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder long before I, I even met her. And decided to to go into relationship and make babies and all that. How how would you, how do you see, like I guess like the world of mental illness? I know it's it's a very taboo topic. People don't like to talk about it. Even those people who've been diagnosed, it's like they're always looking for this like other piece, and and it's like they go into judgment about it so much so that. They don't even look for the tools that can maybe help them. It's weird. It's like almost like this avoidance of what's going on because, it'll, I mean, there's so much. Let's say more about just mental illness. What do you know? And if you could like maybe share the difference between traditional psychology and what you've learned to use with the tools of access conscious and pragmatic psychology um, in which you've created and developed. Well, you know, mental illness and all its um, names, you know, categories and diagnosis, um, you know, there's so many aspects to it. Um, and it's like one of it is people love to categorize, you know, yeah. when something is out of the box, uh, we got to name it. Question is, do we? And uh, And even if we name it, um, what if we don't make it significant? And you know what yeah. I mean with that is like if as soon as we name something, it's just, like you can do the same 
you you know if you take an example like if you just you know you, you mentioned your kids you know if so if you just got a child and you first you were a person and you were you know this and this and then suddenly you are a dad you're a mom you know like if we take this as a a, a category you know like what do people do you know okay what does it mean to be a mom oh my god okay how do i have to act now how do i have to oh my god you know, what what can i do what can i not do yeah. So it's like any kind of category, any kind of diagnosis, any kind of name or label or, or definition mm. is limitation by definition. You know, it's like where mm. people identify themselves. Now I am, you know, I am a mom, I am bipolar, I am, you know, an anxious person. And it takes away from what else am I? Like, who am I beyond all of this? Like mm -hmm. people, it's like it has this comforting side in the beginning and i saw this because i did a lot of neuropsychological testings mm -hmm. um where you know the doctor says oh does this person have this diagnosis and it was my job to test and then you know and it was always people who were like out of the box different mm -hmm. uh, nobody knew how to deal with them they didn't know how to deal with themselves mm -hmm. and then they got diagnosis and then they went ah oh, now i know why i'm so you know effed up now i know why people can't deal with me and like it was this moment of ah you know this comfort now i have an answer mm. um which is great you know it's like but it can we could also treat it as an acknowledgement yes you are different mm -hmm. and there might be this name for this but this is one tiny little part of who you are you know yeah. like what if you take this diagnosis as a as a how do you say in English? It's a jumping board, like a yeah, uh, like a like board or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like a, a springboard to something that that shows you what else you can use this difference for and as you know. Yeah. But if this is something we could move towards, you know. It, it, like, well, with with my first wife, I would I would watch her fight against that diagnosis so yeah. much so that when let's say if she was in the middle of a, an episode, so to speak. It was like she wouldn't acknowledge it, acknowledge it, like right. So then we can say, "Hey, what else is possible here?" It's like if you're choo choosing this, what is this actually creating? Yeah. And so there was like so much energy to fight against the labels. So it's like it, I've seen it go both ways. Yeah, it is both ways. Yeah. So so okay. So you we have the definitions that the traditional realm creates. With pragmatic psychology, like what? Just I, I know you can't say what you would do because it's a process with everybody. Yeah. But just a couple of like highlights. Yeah. Sure. What would you do? Absolutely. How would you approach that person? And thanks for saying that because it's like, it's huge. It's a whole thing, you know? So, so, but like, what do you do? How do you start? Like, you know, very, okay, this is advanced kids. <laughs> you start by asking a question, you know? So whenever you find yourself having an answer, a definition, a point of view, you just go, okay, you first, you first, you acknowledge, okay, I'm having a point of view here. I'm having a definition. I bought a point of view about myself. This is a very important first step to even realize that you are trapping yourself in definition. Number one, like raising your awareness that there's actually, you know, an, an answer going on. Number two, ask a question about it. You know, like this is how you melt the insanity of right. answers and categories. It's where you ask, okay, so the thing that I call bipolar, anxiety, da 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 da, hey, what is it really? Mm. And it's not a general thing. It's not like, oh, bipolar is always, anxiety is always. It's right. no, it's a, it's, 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 it might be similar, but it's oftentimes something specific for the person. Um, and oftentimes, people realize, wow, everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Mm. You know, like really, the thing that I called anxiety 
is actually not anxiety. It's actually something. It's it's something that I have suppressed in in me that is actually a power, a potency. It's very often an awareness, yeah. a power, a potency, a capacity that hasn't been acknowledged. It has been, you know, shifted into the opposite, which mm -hmm. is a limitation or a diagnosis or something. Mm -hmm. So when you hear when you hear a lot of these things, depression, insomnia, anxiety, bipolar, borderline personality, and 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 they say, well, this is my chemical imbalance. What 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 do you have to say about that particular point of view? Well, um, so, you know, if you have a point of view, I have, and it's a very fixed point of view, well, what are you creating in your body? It's like, um, you know, what, what, is, what is created in your body with the point of view you have? Like people so underestimate what their points of view create and how powerful their point of view are. And we have seen in our work, both of us over and over again, when people change their points of view, they change what's going on in their bodies. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Big time, and and the chemical, yeah, the chemicals, like for for example, so so um, with pragmatic psychology, what would you like to see hmm. happen in the world as a result of that? Like, Holy what would you like the legacy to be like, <laughs> yeah, planet. Wow, I love that question, and just like the very moment you you like before you finish saying, it's like there's an, this energy coming up for like okay, so. Imagine as if everybody had, like every household had those tools mm -hmm. that we use ourselves in our daily life. Um, if people, if, if it wouldn't be about um, looking what's, for what's wrong, but looking for what's, what's right about you, what's strong about you, and about empowering ourselves and empowering mm -hmm. people. And, you know, we would create a different world. Right now, people are love to create themselves as followers they're like waiting for someone else to tell them what to do or not to do and we could actually you know have a world where people don't just go you know can you tell me what i should do or what kind of life i should live to be a right and good person but where people actually find out what's true for them mm -hmm. and what makes them happy and what makes them be alive mm -hmm. and and you know thrive rather than just having a life and and that's something i would like to see you know awesome. and uh, yeah that's one of the gifts that, you know, that I've personally found and been able to see, you know, in facilitating all over the world as, as you as well is like the tools have this way of empowering people to know what they know and to bring out whatever their unique capacities are, are in, in their gifts so that it's not stuffed inside. It's not locked away and it kind of turns on itself when it's not being expressed. So it, it really, truly is a gift. And there's so many different available resources within the world of access, right? And it's like pragmatic psychology is is one of them and the like the abuse classes and, and body processes and verbal processes, you have that, you have right recovery for you, you have, gosh, even stuff about money, benevolent capitalism and all this amazing, amazing stuff. And we even have a technique to deal with these points on your head to sort of like basically uh, do a disc like a disc fragmentation for your computer but only for your brain cleaning out all the different viruses and stuff like that that are kind of slowing you down it really truly is a gift so how can people find you um well there's uh the web page is animatormar.com there's pragmaticpsychology.com and there's also um, like last week, we launched a new book, which is Advanced Pragmatic Psychology. Oh, cool. it, uh, yeah, Gary Douglas and I wrote it together. So it's, it just came out really recently. And it's, it's, um, it's Advanced 
pragmaticpsychology.com. And oh. it's, uh, yeah, so it's it's only in English right now. Like all other books are translated. And there's the fairytale family book I wrote. And then one children's book, Who is Henry? Which is about a peacock, you know. Who is <laughs> Toys is the prince. That's four books you have out in the world. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now that's the fourth book that came out last week. So, and there's like, there's all kinds of stuff. So if you just, you know, go and look for Pragmatic Psychology also on Spotify, with the podcasts and and the web page, um, there's a lot of stuff out there and videos and things you can enjoy. What a gift! What a gift you are to the world. You know, it's like when, gosh, going back almost 30 years ago. It's like I couldn't wait to go to a, a therapist, and I would find myself telling them all my life problems, like you know, basically all my skeletons I had in my closet. I was like, here you go, now fix me. And all it was was just me talking, and I would walk out of there being like but nothing changed. I'm still, you know, and so what a gift you are to the world to actually be able to provide people with the tools so that they can actually have more of themselves and really sort of, um, I don't want to say get a handle, but sort of just know that being different is not a wrongness and it's a strongness. And, and, and that's what these tools actually create for people and to actually have a psychologist in the world <laughs> doing that and having that available. I mean, it really, really is a, a true gift. So if you're someone who's struggling out there, please look up Susanna because she's a trained professional and she uses the tools of access consciousness. I know they've changed my life. They've, they've taken, you know, you can hear my story, check out my story on one of the other podcasts I've done and it's changed my children's life. And man, we would have given anything to have someone like you when we were going through some of those shitty times. So thank you for who you are and how you show up in the world. Thank you for being a space of allowance and no judgment yeah. <laughs> and being a pal, but also just being an awesome facilitator and stuff and, and an example of what a facilitator should be. Uh, so I'm super grateful thank for you. Thank you so much, Anthony. And yeah. thank you really, really mega much. And thank you for, for what everything you do. I mean, really. Thank Guys, check, check Anthony out, which I'm sure you do, but do it more. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being with us and uh, look forward to seeing you soon when these restrictions go away, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Love you lots. Bye. Love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit dranthonymattis.com. And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.